0: a one
1: custom car care good morning and welcome you've got dust now with Miss Sarah Myers how are you this morning I'm well how are you good this is a1 custom car care you know we stretch things from time to time you know we don't always just make it all about your cars and I feel like it's a lot about mindset in in today's day and age it's almost more important to focus on some of that mindset because as a as a company we want to you know have like-minded people all focused on the same goals and that's a big role um, that many of us inside a1 custom fulfill Miss Sarah what do you think or how do you feel when you walk into one of our shops
2: I feel like it's really friendly first really? off it's clean yes um, and everybody is very nice when you first walk in and I know it's not just with me mm-hmm. because I've sat and watched uh, while I was waiting to get my car fixed I've watched you guys interact with other people who are coming in and you guys are all friendly and nice. And I just like that atmosphere. It's not a gloom and doom when you walk in.
1: I love hearing that. And and the reason, and, and I have a very specific reason that that's a focus of ours. And maybe you've experienced this at some point, but I've walked into businesses or different things throughout. And it has this like dark rain cloud hanging over everybody involved. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. That's a, I don't want any part of that. I'll just be just 100%. We have tough things that we deal with, and I ask all of our team on a regular basis, and sometimes this catches them off guard, is not do you have to be here, do you need to be here, but do you want to be a part of this? And I, I, I bet I ask that many, many times throughout my day um, for different reasons, um, definitely throughout the week, and you know, thankfully everybody says, yeah, I want to be a part of this. Um, I actually interviewed a technician that I really don't have a spot for, but he's extremely talented yesterday. And he basically said, yeah, I'll wait until you have an opening, which was a very humbling experience for me. He wanted to be a part of this. Um, We had talked for the last several months. He's at a different, uh, he's actually at a dealership here in town, and he's not real happy. It doesn't have that same aura. And and a lot of our rock star technicians have come kind of seeking, wanting to be a part of what we've got going on. And I, I definitely hold that as a very, very big compliment, if that makes any sense. And, you know, I don't, I want to protect that, to be real honest. That's something you won't find very many places in general. You know, you you beam um, that you want to be a part of the radio station and studio. This is essentially who you are.
2: It is. It's my life.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, KSGF as a whole I mean, a lot of that is you and is the rest of your counterparts that take care of KSGF. I mean, you guys make this place so great and you have such great, uh, uh, you know, aura, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word that, you know, a lot of us have sought out to be a part of it as well. You know, uh, it's been many years ago now. Um, Nick came in from a different market and had the ability to draw us. You know, we came seeking ksgf out and uh you have been a huge part of the show behind the scenes but getting you up front and out with all of us i think is a a big deal how do you feel about kind of moving into the uh you know the the forefront of this instead of you know being the magic maker behind the scenes with your board here.
2: Well, I've had some really good compliments. Yep. And um, even D. Wampler, oh, he complimented. He had been listening. I believe awesome. it was last Saturday, and he said that he enjoyed listening to me. And I've received all kinds of different uh, comments. Fantastic. Mostly positive.
1: Yeah. So everybody's got. A-
2: and that's okay if you yeah. uh, don't like me. Sure. That's all right. You yeah. can say it. it's not going to hurt my feelings. Exactly. I know I've got a whiny little voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: think so at all. Um, I've got a, a good friend of mine. She is a service advisor at another facility. She doesn't work for one of our shops, and uh, she greatly enjoys your your addition Aww. to the show. I love that. Um, you know, and, and and we discuss things from time to time. Um, but that was a big part of um, you know kind of the next level for the show in, in you bringing us up um, and giving us a great addition to the show and sometimes keeping me rooted in to where I don't get way out in, you know, soapbox land as I like to from time to time. So that's been super duper cool. One thing that I want to talk about today, and this you may have to help me articulate some of this, okay? Um, but it's influence. KSGF as a whole, um, you guys have fantastic influence as well as the folks that listen that I get to meet at the shop level or at the gas station, because I live in my uniform all the time, um, are just top-shelf people. I mean, they have been fantastic. They like to be informed, and they like to have some influence on things. And typically, even if you have a, um opposing thought process, whatever it is, whether it's political, etc., the folks that tune into KSGF, typically I can have a great conversation with. Have you ever experienced that? I'm sure you have oh, with all absolutely. your live events.
2: Yeah, I love meeting our listeners.
1: They honestly teach me a lot over, mm-hmm. over the, you know, whatever it is. Um, we've got many of them that have chosen us to, uh, you know, work together. A lot of times they're keeping me up on like current events, local. I love the local education that the KSGF listeners have. Um, that's That's been an amazing experience for me that I would have never realized was such a strong community, I guess. Does that make any sense?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so the reason I bring up influence and I want to talk about that is leadership skills I think as a country right now we're really struggling finding strong, strong leadership. Um, and if you're working with a company, part of a company, maybe you're have that uh, you know managerial or boss tag out there. Those are skills that, for whatever reason, are not taught very well in in any experience that I've had, whether it's academia or just in the school of hard knocks or out there, you know, OG, uh, on the job training. So uh, the reason that I have really become such a student of this is as a necessity, you know, some people have it very naturally. Um, when it's done well, it comes off great when it's done poorly. Sometimes it honestly puts you backwards from where you should be. Um, Sarah, have you ever had a great supervisor, boss, like leader, person that you wanted to work with them?
2: Oh, absolutely. And I've had the opposite as well too. But the thing with good leadership for me is whenever you actually take the time to train me, to teach me, to not yell at me. I hate being yelled at. I do not respond well to that. But if you take the time to work with me Mm -hmm. and explain things, I will thrive in that atmosphere. I will want to do well for you. And I've had that. Um, Thankfully, Nick is a wonderful boss. I don't think he's ever even raised his voice at me. And he knows that about me.
1: He just carries himself with great uh, character, I guess. He does. And... Even in tough, and I don't know that I've ever seen Nick in like a super tough situation, Um, but even when the stress is, you know, things happen. I don't care what it is, uh, what business you're in, you know, nothing goes perfect all the time. I wish I could say that, and I work for that every day, but that's not reality. Um, His influence is, is great among many, many people. And it doesn't matter where I have ever seen him, whether it's out in just a random, you know, happenstance that you run into somebody or it's here in his uh, professional setting. Uh, Same with you, professional setting or out, you know, somewhere. You guys always carry yourself the same way. Very, you know, easy to talk to uh, your guys' listening skills is top shelf. That is a lesson I've had to mentally train myself is to be a better listener And it helps in the um, aspect of being a good, effective communicator. I think if we as a whole got a whole lot better at communicating at a very high level instead of throwing stones on social media or or censoring different things because we didn't like that instead of trying to say, okay, let's listen a little bit, even if I disagree we would be in a whole lot better shape.
2: I wholeheartedly agree with your statement there.
1: So as a, as a company, my main focus is a goal. I think all of us, thankfully, um, you know, our management team does a fantastic job focusing and being aware of the uh, ability to have a good, effective uh, conversation. And recognizing when we do a bad job, Um, that's typically where all of my, uh, things that come out of left field, that's unexpected is because people assume, and we all know what assume, you know, if you break it up, that's what it's going to be. And it, uh, it always comes with people filling in the blanks and doing a poor job with lack of information time and time and time and time again. And honestly, from time to time, I deal with heated discussions or, or situations where somebody actually yells at me, can you believe That somebody would yell at me?
2: (laughs) I can't believe it, but I'm sure it happens. It does happen.
1: And, you know, uh, I think it's Denzel Washington. It's his quote. And basically, you train your mind to be calm in any situation. I probably got it close, and that's probably not right. Uh, But the more turbulent the situation, if you look at psychology a little bit, um, the, the... Whichever is the most extreme is where it's going to shift to. So for instance, typically when you're dealing with most people, Sarah, if I stood up and yelled at you right now, for a moment, I imagine you'd be caught off guard. But in knowing you, I bet you would yell back at me.
2: (laughs) I, I probably would. Right. Like you are in my studio. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This is my house. And. I've had to learn that that's the natural reaction with most people, especially more intense the conversation gets for every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction. The side, before we step into a break, the side part of that is if you're yelling at me and I keep my calm and I'm the centered one in the conversation, you will naturally dial things back and we can actually start to have a communication. That's super powerful, and I hope if that helps one person out there, it was worth it. We are going to break, and we're going to pick it up in a minute. Ooh,
0: freedom is the I'm Ooh, out here
1: Welcome back. Go We've back got with Sarah Myers it. and Dustin Adwick, A1 Custom Car Care. We're talking a lot about influence today, and I realize I'm stretching out the car discussion some, but I want to make it... Uh, a point here because this is kind of an internal philosophy we have as a company and it's something that i see if if it reaches somebody in another industry um, whether you're a business owner manager or even part of a team in in a non you know leadership role there's leaders throughout the the whole company you don't have to have some kind of a title or whatever in order to be a leader and leaders can be good or bad for instance if you have a poor or a poisonous leader, whether they're in a, uh, you know, um, a uh, boss role or a, uh, you know, shot caller, if you will. If they are poisonous, they will poison the rest of your team. If you have a team member that's poisonous, they will poison the rest of your team. It doesn't matter what uh, the, the ladder, if you will, where they stand, And I think the biggest part of it is, you know, a lot of times we find people that are really good at doing whatever it is business-wise we do. You're amazing, you know, as far as landscaping or, you know, you're a great attorney, so you decide to buy your own, uh, you know, uh, practice or, you know, whatever you want to fill in the blank on. And that doesn't always, just because you're great at doing doesn't mean that you're great at leading people or... You know, having any ability for people that want to be a part of what it is and work towards a common goal. A lot of times folks that get promoted into a, you know, uh, uh, a position of, of authority, if you will, um, they don't have a goal. They don't know what they're doing or where they're going, let alone how they're going to get there. And that doesn't sit well with the rest of the folks that you're asking to work side by side with. For instance, if you're a fantastic technician, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great uh, service advisor or store manager for us. And I'll be very transparent. You know, there's times that we've had folks that, uh, you know, were really lacking in that field and it was very frustrating. You took them from a position that they were extremely proficient at and you put them in an area that was very uneasy for them. And if they don't rise to the occasion or have the ability to grow in what it is their skill set is such as being able to manage and work with people and get the best out of them they typically fail and they end up being pushed out and you had a great employee there and because they were uncomfortable with what they were doing they left whether it was of your accord or or on their own accord um, they decided not to be a part of what's going on and a lot of it works down to how they conduct themselves, their self-awareness, and whether they had influence over the rest of their team. And that's so important. And I think it's it was a lesson that I actually, I think, was aware of, but it was finally pointed out to me recently, that if you don't conduct yourself in a manner, you know, words are important, but it's truly your actions that people hopefully pay attention and judge you on is that if you if your words say one thing and your actions say a different thing a different thing you don't have influence and when you ask folks to do things of a certain way or in a certain direction they won't because they don't trust you now that influence is earned And it may be somewhat given in the initial um, interaction when you meet somebody. But from that point that you hopefully see the best in somebody right out of the gate, there are a lot of folks that are the the other side of it. They would be what I would consider pessimistic. And they focus on, um, you know, they always have that doubt of you until you earn it. So it's, I don't see either being better or worse, but I'm going to say the lion's share of population out there they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt right out of the gate. And it's your opportunity there to either keep it or you lose it because your actions don't match up with your words. And that's really where influence comes from. And it's also uh, as you move up in a leadership position, you have to conduct yourself in a different manner. You're held to a different standard. And if you don't, Keep yourself in line with the philosophy or the, you know, the professional side of whatever business you're in. When somebody that's working with your team does something that's not up to par or whatever, you know, you need hopefully more out of them in whatever area. When you ask that of them, they will basically rise to the level of whatever professionalism that you conduct yourself at. So, for instance... If you have a ownership team that gets upset, and in in my world, you know, that's throwing wrenches and cursing and that kind of stuff, um, that infects the rest of your team. So they think that that is now okay. Now, we don't have that here at A1 Custom. Let's make that clear. Um, And we intentionally don't have that. Have we had it at one point in time? Yeah, I can tell you we have. But at that point in time, I was uh, basically a newbie, if you will. I was an apprentice at that time and the team there was not didn't have strong leadership and and that was the time that I opened my eyes and said okay I don't like being a part of this if I ever get an opportunity down the road to have any uh say in the how we handle and conduct ourselves I'm going to do a better job and and one of my very biggest mentors Pulled me to the side right about that same time. And I was really struggling. I was young. I was green. Very impressionable. And she shared with me something that said, basically, you can learn as much, if not more, from poor leadership as you can from great leadership. That was a very pivotal time. And that was probably almost 20 years ago at that point. But I've never forgotten that. And I've tried to conduct myself in a a manner to be aware of that and b if I hopefully am ever blessed for folks to think that I do a good job, you know, painting a vision and having direction, not just for them in the personal in the professional life, but in their personal life as well. That, you know, we as a company have conducted ourselves in a manner that is appealing to most folks because they've seen the ugly side of that. I hope that thought process makes sense. It's a little hard sometimes to break that out in the, uh, you know, good spoken word, but it's so important. And I think that's why it's difficult. If it's worth doing, if anything's worth doing, it's going to be a little bit hard. Um, Those are the, the items in life that give you the most return on investment. And I'm a I guess I'm getting old at this point, but I'm more concerned about return on investment now than I am with just working, 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 working as much as possible. I figured out that, you know, that's great. And that gave me a lot of experience when I was younger. But the older I get, the more I figure out is definitely quality over quantity. I want to be better at what I do. And at this point in time, you know, I'm master certified in all automotive lines, ASE certified as far as that concerns, um, medium and heavy duty truck, um, service consultant, which is a lot about communication, which is what we're talking about here, um, parts, and then, uh, you know, a hybrid. I mean, I can go on and on and on. That part of it I feel like I have really put a lot of effort in to make sure I'm on the razor's edge um, of my skill set, but now I'm in a little bit different role, still work on y'all's cars quite often. Um, we have some amazing folks that are honestly as good, if not better technicians than I am or have ever been, which is a great thing. A lot of times you get folks that get into a um, supervisor position and they're concerned about folks that are be- that are better than them. So they're guarded about teaching. They're guarded about letting people do, you know, they want to be the only uh, one that can do whatever it is. I have zero concerns about that. My goal is to get as many people, um, you know, as good, if not better than I am in many fields, because I've got some other areas that I'd really like to focus on. And that is, a that's uh, a blessing as far as A1 Custom is concerned. Um, you know, it was a couple of years ago, we had a pretty big situation, um, as far as personally in our family. And I had to pull out for, you know, six, eight, 10, 12, 14 weeks, you know, uh, throughout that. Had we not had such an amazing team, they didn't miss a beat. There's a lot of you out there listening right now that we did your automotive service, and I didn't have anything to do with it. And that's a super, super cool thing to be a part of. You know, we are, as a sum, we are greater than just what our uh, abilities are individually. And what I mean is, you know, if, if you look at just a part, you know, that part has a monetary value. It has a function or a job that it serves. But when you put all those parts together, it creates, in my world, a, uh, you know, hopefully a car, truck, van, SUV that serves one of you out there. And it's, it's a whole nother level to be a part of that with a bunch of uh, other peers that love this industry just as much as I do and have a high high standard of what it is we do and how it is we are going to do it and we're not going to sacrifice that and hopefully we share it out there and that's what's been such a big appeal um you know we've had many technicians that have known about us for a while uh, but you know saw us more now as something that they're they're missing it wherever they're working now and so they're coming on board and we're uh very blessed for that so we want to make sure and keep up um our high level of service as you guys choose to make sure that we are taking care of you guys so i know that was a long long explanation we're down at the bottom of the hour i'm going to bring it all together after this all right welcome back we've got miss sarah here in the studio as always sarah what do you think about all those uh philosophies You know, I put out there, did any of that uh, strike any chords at all?
2: I mean, I love it when you do philosophy shows and I'm not the only one. Wow. I appreciate that. I do. I really like to have an insight of not only the way that A1 Custom Car Care handles their business, but the way that you uh, carry yourself. I really enjoy your thought process behind why you do the things that you do.
1: I think, you know, I realize we're not talking about cars per se today, but this is just as important.
2: It is. If not more. Yeah. I, because I think that if, you, if you're if you kind of running things crappy, yeah. it, you're going to have crappy experience. And that's not how you guys handle it. You put a lot of thought behind the way that your leadership, the mm-hmm. way that your team, et cetera, et cetera. The way that you guys handle and present yourself to your customers.
1: Well, I am super excited that 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 shows and and others can see that and you know there's been times where I have been in a position that I was out of my depth and I'm sure maybe you've had that happen and you know there's a lot of folks unfortunately that just fold up shop and they quit or you know they they don't quit but they stop doing their job and they just show up until somebody fires them I don't know if you've ever seen that as well Mm -hmm. and so later you know if you don't pay attention to history you know you're you're, you're destined to create those same mistakes. And I try and make sure that I figure out and have a clear vision and view about starting with me. Not that this is all about me. I realize sometimes maybe that's what it sounds like. It's not my goal, but if my head's not right, how in the world can I ask anybody else to work with me? I mean, could you imagine that? I mean, if if it doesn't start with you, it, regardless of whatever your hierarchy or position is, I mean, none of that really matters. It really starts with you. And if you have a great demeanor and a good goal, you know, look back, you know, maybe I want to be a great service advisor as a young person. Maybe I want to be a great technician. Let's start there. Okay, we'll work towards that that is contagious to everybody else. You know, I've seen it with you. You know, we've had folks in here that I've watched you train on the board years ago. And your passion for this, I've been able to work with them later and I see that in them. It's a super, super cool thing. And I hope you realize that as well. I mean, do you ever notice you're like, oh yeah, they do that. That's the way I do that. That's the way we do that. Um, And you do it at a very, very high level.
2: I love that too because um, we don't have to sit there and kind of bicker back and yep. forth. It's the same way, and it's the way that I like it done. They like it done, and it's just it makes things go smoother, you know.
1: Yeah, and and whether you love McDonald's or hate McDonald's, you can pretty much go to any McDonald's and get the same, very similar, if not the same, fries, the same burger, the same drinks. Their success is built on that, so you know. Take the, you know, health, whatever. I mean, you can – anybody that's successful is going to have haters, you know. But even if you're a hater on whatever it is and whatever industry you're talking about, be open-minded enough to pay attention to the things that they did well. And and when you talk about processes, Sarah, you guys have fantastic processes. And that's very comforting for me. Like I pretty much know when I come in – A little before 10, we're going to sit down, we're going to go through this. You know, I pretty much know where Sarah's going to be. If she's not there, okay, she's going to be over. You guys have all that set up. I don't ever have to wonder, like, oh, am I going to have somebody that knows what they're doing (laughs) while I'm here today? You know, you guys do that. Bam, bam, bam. And even if not, you know, I have the understanding or essentially, hopefully, you know, I've listened and you've been a great instructor to me that, hey, if something happens, you press the red button over there. You know, that keeps us on air. You guys have set it up and I think that's where a lot of people get uneasy and they get to where they don't enjoy their job anymore or, you know, whatever profession, whether it's school or whatever, is they don't know why they're there and they don't know where they're going. That's one of the most important things. I can deal with a lot of really turbulent things if there is a prize at the end of that kind of deal that, hey, this is this is tough now. This is super hard. It, somebody's yelling at me, you know, whatever. But at the end of it, our goal is this: all right, all of us can align with that, and and I don't have to carry all that burden. You don't have to carry all that burden. Our goal here, hopefully, is to be very informative for folks out there to where they're educated, they don't get taken advantage of, and they're not uneasy. You know, for instance, I am not a doctor. If I have a you know, scary medical condition of any kind, that's super uneasy because I'm not a doctor. I don't know what's going on. If I have a law situation, I'm not a lawyer. Do I know a great attorney? Yeah, I do. And as that went, you know, whether I find or hopefully you all out there find a great attorney or a great lawyer, um... They put you at ease because they know what's going on and can paint you a path or a picture of where it is we're going. What's our end goal here? And that is really worth a lot, at least to me, and I hope it is to you. What do you think? You think that's all smoke and mirrors, Sarah? No, definitely not. And that's, I think, when people bring their cars in for service, um, you know, they're worried about how long are they going to have it? How much is it going to be? Can I afford it? You know, how did I get here? Why is it broken? Oh, this thing's a lemon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I see it at the service counter um, that, you know, it's not an exciting purchase. It's not like, oh, yeah, I got some subwoofers and an amp in the back. You know, those are exciting purchases. When your car gives up on you, when you have medical condition uh, problems or legal problems. I mean, everybody's got problems. (laughs) Everybody does. It's true. And you know it's the it's the not knowing once you know what the diagnosis is and what the money is going to be and then how we're going to get in front of it that's where things and and that's not just your customers hopefully I'm making this clear it's your entire team you know I know what your ambitions are going forward long term you want to be in you know the radio industry the business and long term It's been super cool to see you be able to work towards those and get some of those goals. You know, that's very clear. Um, As a company, you know, we've got things set up, and it's not necessarily monetary. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, I want to make six figures or I want to do this. Um, Very seldom will people leave your uh, organization over money. Do you you believe that's right?
2: I do believe that. If you have a good leader, you like the people that you work with, you enjoy what you do, Money, yeah, that still matters to a certain point. But if you have a really good mixture, five or six things that you really enjoy about your company, Mm -hmm. you're more apt to stay.
1: Well, and you're more apt to put up with some uh, turbulent times during that and not just say, man, this ain't worth it. Peace out. I'm gone. People, people typically leave your organization over over lack of leadership or, mm-hmm. or management in general that, you know, that you, they don't know what the company's about. And I'm not saying like mission statement, you know, that's kind of a buzzword, you know, you get all these, uh, you know, the, they teach this, this is, there's a big business of teaching people how to manage or be leaders. Um, mission statement is important, but it, it doesn't need to be my mission mission statement, if I can share what my thoughts are and then they can share what they their thoughts are, and we can kind of blend that together and like, okay, this is now bigger than me. It's bigger than you. This is uh, this is us. This is who we are. You know, I don't consider um, you know A1 custom car care just a business, you know, this is my job. This is who I am. I'm a part of that. You know, I'm proud and I I live in my uniform most of the time. And so people see me at the gas station, at the grocery store, with my kids, with Stacy, whatever. You know, we're out in the community and and this is a, you know, when they think of that, they don't think of the company. They'll think of me or Macy or David or, you know, Mike, et cetera, et cetera. They think there's a face to all that. Just like here, you know, um, 104 and KSGF, you guys are, you know, they think of you. They think of Nick. And all the people that have been a part of that, because it's bigger than just a radio station. There's tons of radio stations out there. As far as I know, there's only one KSGF out there. That's it
2: right. plays at a
1: whole nother level. This ain't the level. The next level's the level. I don't know. <laughs> if you ever watch Rio out there, I've got a little one, and she loves that movie. So oh. if you take a chance, definitely do that. We got any time left, or have I rambled on again?
2: You have got about a minute, a minute. and I think you should talk about... Your situation when it came to getting gas just a little bit ago.
1: Yeah. So crazy. And I cannot be the only one. We're going to have to dove this into the next segment because holy cow. Uh, So I got about 30 gallons worth of fuel and it was 70 bucks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, I remember the last time that we went through high fuel prices, I never thought we would see fuel prices of the prior four-ish years again you know, we had a dollar thirty a gallon not that long ago. I know. I miss it. Yeah. And so when I rolled up there today and it was three bucks a gallon, Ugh. that's a for real smack in the old wallet. I don't care how you go about it. Did you that. get it in Springfield? I did.
2: Oh my goodness. I
1: sure did. It was the uh West Bypass and Battlefield Come and Go is where I was. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think that we are on the tail end of this. I think this is just the beginning.
2: I think so too. Yeah. Well, I waited for 30 minutes in line at Sam's Club.
1: You got a deal, though.
2: I did. It was like, I think it was either 244 or 245, That's somewhere awesome. in that range. Now, I know that this was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but the gas that was at the come and go across the street it was like 289 or something so i thought heck yeah i'm gonna wait in line and luckily i didn't have to wait too terribly long but there was tons of people and the very next day i drove by there out of gas
1: and i think that's gonna be more and more and more either you're gonna have to pay for it like i've done or you're gonna have to wait in line and hopefully they don't run out so we're gonna step into one more break we'll be right back after this I thank God for my life and for the stars and stripes. All right, welcome back. We've got Dustin Atwood, Miss Sarah Myers. We're talking about fuel prices. We're going to wrap the show up about this. You drive a very fuel-efficient vehicle, don't you? I do. Is that a factor? for the next vehicle you're going to be It is at. <laughs> it is on my
2: list. I well, you know, I I moved to the country. Yes. And so I'm definitely seeing myself stopping at gas stations a little bit yeah. more frequently than I was when I lived 10 minutes from the station. And that necessarily isn't that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but I am starting to get a little annoyed yeah. at the amount of money that I'm starting to put in my gas tank.
1: Well, and that money comes from, you know, it's we all have somewhat of a fixed budget you know we all make you know roughly this and if you get a raise awesome more power to you um, so that money comes from somewhere so you know you have to pay your rent or house payment if you got a car payment you better pay it or they're going to come get it um, and then you got to feed it so you got to buy fuel insurance so those are all what i consider fixed cost And hopefully if you do your budget, I'm not a budget kind of person. I'm a, you know, work really hard and and, uh, figure it out as it goes. Uh, But I'm getting there. I'm figuring out that I need to pay more attention to this. But essentially as, and this is inflation. It is straight up inflation. Um, As the fuel prices go up, that money comes from other things, whether it's fun money or maybe you've got to rob Peter to pay Paul and you're scraping by on stuff. So this is a real deal. Have you not to get too far off fuel and make this nothing about cars today. Have you been shopping lately?
2: Um, I did some online shopping. Aha. I went out, I I did some shopping on Etsy.
1: I was mainly talking about grocery shopping.
2: Oh, grocery shopping. Um, it's been a couple of weeks.
1: Mhm. So, do you do a lot of online grocery shopping or no. do you do in the store? Okay. So I'm an in-the-store person. Stacy is an online person, so it works out really well. Uh, But the amount of stuff that was out of stock online was pretty epic this last few weeks. And then going into some of our local stores, there was a lot of stuff. Um, And all this stuff arrives to us by truck. And that's a big deal. So as you see, gas goes up, diesel goes up, um, transportation goes up i remember and i I need to look it up and see what year that was do you remember when the fuel spiked real high was that like oh five maybe
2: that sounds about right i'll look it up really quick.
1: somewhere in there you're awesome um but there were truck drivers that had fixed or contracts for things that just parked their trucks because they couldn't afford it and there was no money in it and i don't blame them it costs a lot to have uh transit and we rely on our truck drivers I cannot express that enough even you know as far as trains and railroads etc uh, trains and railroads don't go to every grocery store or every mall or wherever it is you get your goods from um, we rely on these drivers so it's not just a pinch on us at the pump it's a pinch on everything that gets transported you think about everything that you consume Everything we buy, we're a consumption nation at this point. Um, At one point in time, we manufactured a ton of things. And if you're still in America and and manufacturing goods, I applaud you. And I appreciate that. But the reality is pretty much everything that we buy, I'm going to say 90%. You know, we've got some local farmers. We've got some local, you know, people raising, you know, whether it's livestock or, or produce, and that's awesome. I hope we all do that a little bit more for self-consumption. What did you find? It over was
2: 2008.
1: There? Oh, so mm-hmm. it's a little while. Yeah, wild. now
2: this is the US Energy Information Administration. It sounds nice. pretty uh, official. official. Yeah. They do reports for Missouri's gas retail prices. And they don't have any information after 2011 because they do it in I don't know quarters or uh-huh. year different years. Okay. The next release date is going to be 10 1 of 2021. Uh-huh. So, so we're
1: just around the corner. Yeah, so
2: that'll be interesting to see this price increase on that chart.
1: We'll keep that all in mind as we as we pay attention to that, Miss Sarah. How much time we got left?
2: Um, uh, we got a couple minutes. Okay.
1: So, essentially, we have a a large event here this Saturday, right? I mean, this affects the entire country. Mm -hmm. I know we need to take a few moments here. Um, I was in high school when 9-11 happened. Um, I viewed it live on TV. It was on every station. It was in everybody's discussion. Um, That was a huge, huge blow that we took that day. And in the last 20 years... It has definitely changed my mindset. Um, You know, I think you maybe remember some of it. You were fairly young, if if I remember right, Sarah.
2: Yeah, I was five years old when it happened. So I was in kindergarten. Wow. But I do remember President Bush's evening address that he had made to Mm -hmm. our country. And I also know that the following years you know, Americans became very patriotic. Yes. It was something that we held on to that we remembered. And so it's very instilled into me and into my mind. And a lot of those images still are there for me.
1: Yeah. It definitely united us. And I don't want something like that to have to happen again to get us to come back together and, and figure out, Hey, you know, we may disagree, we may have different ideas, uh, you know, whatever it is, but the bottom line, this is America, we are Americans. And a lot of times, the folks like to use noise to beat that back. And I want to make sure that we're at least aware of that. That's something I try and, and, and keep a clear mindset. This is America, this is the best country in the world for a reason. And you know, there's been some amazing poor decisions made the last several months. Um, but let's not forget what got us here, essentially, is there has been great sacrifice by so many service members. And I would venture to say a lot of those service members um, were, you know, compelled to enlist because of nine eleven. I know that was a big deal. And I have tons of friends that, you know, at that point in time, you know, I think I was roughly 15 or 16 then, um, a lot of them went into service and have served our country, not just here in the States, but abroad. And we cannot forget that we have got to keep that top of mind. And I don't want it to get to a point where we have to go through another nine eleven to get us to work together on this stuff. And I hope somebody out there hears that and listens maybe a little bit more than, you know, some of the noise that's been going on. So That's kind of what we're dealing with this Saturday. I hope everybody has a wonderful um, and thankful 9-11, really. I mean, because the sacrifices of many is what gives us the ability to be thankful. Absolutely. So, definitely, definitely. Going forward, I hope we learn something from this. You know, I'm not necessarily a student of history. Are you a big student of history, Sarah?
2: I actually love history. Excellent. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like we all need to be a little bit better student of history and learn from some of those things because we don't need to recreate a mistake that had already happened and we've already paid the price on that stuff. So we cannot bury our head in the sand on this deal. We need to be informed. That's what we're about, right, is being informed. I absolutely love that. Um, You know, we talked about a lot today. This was a little bit diverse show, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully it rung some bells out there. We stretched the automotive discussion a little bit, or maybe I threw it all the way to the side, and we talked about leadership. But if it rings a bell and helps one company, one team member, and makes things better out there, I think we've done a pretty good job. You know, that's a a pretty important thing. You guys are very fortunate what you have here at the studio. You've got some great leadership here.
2: Well, thank you. And, you know, of course, next week we will definitely be jumping back into yep. the automotive industry. Yes. And I'm going to take the time now to wrap up the show. Perfect. So if you have any questions, doesn't matter how big or small, you can give me or Dustin a holler. Our phone number is 417 417- 447 5743, or you can message our Facebook page, 1041 KSGF. If you forget that phone number, you can find it at KSGF.com, or once again on our Facebook page. And we hope to hear from you guys. We love hearing from yes, you. Yes, absolutely. All right. Have a good and safe weekend. That's right. All right. Bye.
1: I've
0: roamed and rambled. I've my footsteps. To the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts And all around me a voice was sounding This land was made for you and me This land is your land This land is mine